And welcome back to Grounded with Brandon and Craig. We hope you're having a great start to your week. My name is Brandon. I'd be Craig. Yes, you would be. How how was your day? So far, it's so good. It uh, looks like the hot weather is rolling back in. This weekend was absolutely phenomenal. The weather was, was great, except I had some... I had major car troubles last week. Mm-hmm. My wife's van was in a couple times, get new tires, had a hub go out, so, you know, dumped in over $1,000 for that thing. Mm. I picked up a screw in my truck in the front tire. Dude, that screw was huge. You sent it me a was picture. It huge. And I thought, well, I'm going to limp it to some place to get it fixed. I was going to Richwood Tire, and that it threw the screw, and my tire went down. And so, yeah, it was yeah. it was terrible. But uh, anyway, I got it fixed and back on the road. I'm still driving only on four out of five, ge- uh, six gears, but still, you know, looking for either fix it or dump it or get something different so yeah, I, we'll see how it goes how you, about your weekend it was good it was very good happy father's day happy, happy belated father's, father's day. day you too and to everybody um, here and my listening. kids made me feel very very great yesterday kennedy Not told just me happy, great but very great very great yep. kennedy told me happy father's day if she told me once she told me probably a thousand times oh cute. But they made me they made me cards and all kinds of stuff you know christian after church he wanted to go out to trace patrios for father's day because yeah, well. you know it's was his choice of what well, we did. So we went to Trace Patrios. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. I went to Longhorn. I am jealous of that. And I had that. the Outlaw. I- I had Longhorn at my house last night, though. You did. I had the Outlaw. The Outlaw's yeah. good. Yeah. It's good. But you know what? Um, here's something we that we probably should let everybody know. We I was had... just trying to see how long he was going to stay quiet. <laughs> we have a special guest with us today. <laughs> and he's been here before. And he is probably the most... <laughs> Esteemed. Okay, hey, let's not start off. Student minister. Okay. In the state of Ohio. And that would be one Clint Matlack. So welcome. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Good. It's good. So he's here. He's off work today. He's, he's squeezed us into his, um, uh, schedule. Schedule. It's kind of like Uh, his. Anniversary celebration. Yeah, you well, had Father's it's, Day. It's everything. Anniversary yesterday. You had graduation on Saturday. Everything. So I'm fitting you guys in between naps. We're still catching up. We feel right? so privileged. Um, <laughs> thank yeah, you. Yeah, we, thank you. For those of you that came to Nathan's graduation party, thank you for that. Um, it's been a trip. It's been a ride to get there, having that barn built. And it was a get, nice place. It, it, I, I like that front porch with that furniture on there. That wasn't, um, yeah. Um, nothing like nice. waiting until the last minute to get concrete poured, right? To add stress to it. But, um, if you ever get the opportunity to do your kids' graduation party, I don't, don't want to do that again. Don't, <laughs> don't hire a food truck, hire. No, it, it was, it was good, but. Leading up to that were a lot of late nights. Um, oh, I can imagine. Just staging stuff, doing stuff. Thank you, Brandon, for making the cupcakes. We really appreciate he that. He is the cupcake queen. He is. The king, sorry. Brandon sorry, Crocker. Sorry. Brandon Crocker is what Christy calls me. <laughs> you should see how lucky he's gave me. <laughs> but, you know, you get to the other side of that queen. and you're done and you get to just kind of relax. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Then you roll into Father's Day, and then you roll into uh, our anniversary, anniversary yeah. and you know it was nice to have a day off today. Yeah, right. Except it you're here. Nice. No, this is great. This yeah, is great. Yeah. I'm glad to be here. That's good stuff. And I know it's been a it's been a um, you know when I know when you were 
getting into all this, you were talking about, oh, we get to the end of June, you know, it's going to be, it's going to lighten up a little bit, but does it really ever lighten it up? I mean, it, it just changes, but honestly, yeah. if we're honest, does anything ever lighten up? Mm-mm. Well, but I think, you know, you talk about getting things off your plate and go, things are opening up, but we fill it with something else. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. It's like you're at the buffet. It's like, oh, right? I've got room now. So, well, and that's what we were talking about trying to get to the buffet, but, right. but now there's softball and baseball and we're, we're wrapping up. We've got our yeah. tournament starts tonight. We got an eight o'clock game again tonight. I love eight o'clock games. They're my <sighs> favorite. Yeah. At least it will be cooler, I guess. Not even the major leagues start at eight o'clock. I know. They're seven ten, seven fifteen. I mean, they they won't start a game after mm-hmm. seven thirty. They're supposedly say they're not supposed to. Right. So they don't go deep into the night. Out of respect, they say, Major League Baseball, out of respect for people who are trying to get home and get yeah. their kids in bed. But not little league. Let's do it, man. Right. Let's, let's play it. Let's exactly. Do it. It's okay if the kids fall asleep on the field. Yeah, exactly. Didn't you so, have a game that didn't end till almost midnight one night? It was eleven fifteen on yeah, a Saturday that's night. Crazy. Which was fine for everybody else, but we had to be here at seven thirty the next morning. I would have been like a cat on a hot hot tin roof. Yeah. But um. So, but no, we've got it's a single elimination postseason tournament starts tonight. So if we win, we advance, and we'll probably play tomorrow. If we lose. We're done. And what are you hoping for? <laughs> I can see it in his eyes. He's not going to answer it, so we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then you free everything up, right? Exactly. I hope so. Or you fill it with something else. I'll fill it with a little yeah. bit of archery. Yeah, there you go. Don't so tell I, my wife. I do have a question to ask you, yeah. Clint. Um, did you do anything special on your anniversary, or did you just pack tables and chairs? I had packed tables and chairs. We cleaned up after the party. Um, Take a nap. We had her family over. Heck, yeah, I took a nap. There you go. Um, that right had now? her family over. Uh, and then last night, um, I don't know if you saw Christy's post, but we were sitting on the patio of the new barn, watch the sunset. Nice. You know, I mean. Cheap date. A cheap date, but it was a good night. We had leftover mm, dude. food. How many, um, um the how pork m- or the beef? Phenomenal. How many years you've been married? 23, 4? 23. 23. 23 years. Yep. Wow. I had to run and go get the meat, um, at Hoffman's Meat in Cardington. And I made a little side trip by the, uh, VFW post where we had our saw that um, reception. Okay, and wondered why you know VFW post they had a big cannon out front. I told her I said why didn't we get our why didn't we get our uh, wedding picture by that cannon exactly. because this wedding seriously has been a blast. Yeah, it's been fun. yeah yeah. All right, thanks for Clint for joining us today. Yeah, <laughs> stand up comedian. <laughs> So, um, this past week, I received an email. Uh-oh. Yeah, it was a funny email, so okay. I'm going to go into that. But anyway, I received an email this past week, and um, it was from Wyatt. Et <laughs> so, Wyatt, if you're listening, I'm going to toss you up. He was listening to the podcast last um, the, from the previous week, mm-hmm. you know, last we did last Monday, and he, you know, talking about your love for Brandon or for Justin Bieber. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know. My favorite, he's my favorite. We know that. Yeah. I mean, he denies it, and we all know he denies it, but yet, if you could see his face right now, look at his face. Look at his face. He's The guy's in love. He's totally in love. But anyway. um got the, the Tweety Bird 
floating around my head. <laughs> so anyway, he gives me this email and he said, um, you guys should change the name of Grounded instead of to Brandon and Craig to Brandon, Bieber, and Brad's. He said that kind of sounds like a law office. It does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Have you been hurt in an accident? Call Brandon Bieber and Brad's today. <laughs> so, uh, have you had any more of the, have your man's cold brew and <laughs> my man's? He's not my man. That's what, okay. So, so Glenn Smith, I'll call him out too. Okay. Glenn Smith came up to me at Nathan's graduation party Saturday and he says, I just have to ask, do you really like, and I just shook my head now. Glenn, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> when we're not podcasting, the man at least three times a week comes and said, did you know that Justin Bieber had done this? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are the biggest what? liar <laughs> no, on the face I'm of the not. earth. <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, there are, are worse people in the world. I don't mind. You just Justin. call me a liar. <laughs> I don't mind Justin Bieber. He's not somebody that I follow, but um, mm-hmm. but I will say this. His cold brew is very good. <laughs> And apparently you had the Beebs bits. Those were good. Okay, sorry. Sorry, the Tim Beebs. The Tim Beebs. Those were really good. I will admit that. Have you had those, Clint? The uh, Tim Beebs? No, I'm just the Tim Bit guy. You Um, should try them. These are Tim Bits on steroids. On steroids. They're... What infused with caffeine or something? What? No, they've know. got like, um, like they have like they have like chocolate chips around them, or they're, they're there's like cinnamon. The one I want to try. It's, oh, so it's, they're like it's duck a, donuts, like where they're dipped. So it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's a birth. Yeah, the, the one that yeah. I want to try is a birthday cake Timbit, but it's rolled in waffle mm-hmm. chunks, and, and it's good. And my favorite one is the cherry one. There's a cherry one, and it's absolutely phenomenal. I love it. So maybe so there I should, you go. I should have brought those in today. You could bring him in for staff meeting one time. You know, I actually could, couldn't you I? Could, you know, you I need forty Timbits, <laughs> a Timbeebs, whatever they call them, Timbeebs. I always, I've called. I, I really him, can't say the other thing. I've called him Beebs bits from the very beginning, and so the first time when uh, Anita wanted to try some, and Beebs so bits. Craig went up and he said, uh, "Could I get a ten pack of Beebs bits?" And the lady was like, uh, "Do you mean Tim Beebs?" <laughs> mm, nice. So. um Anything going on for the summer? I mean, anything with uh, the youth going on this summer with uh, anything special or we just laying low until the fall or what's going on? No, actually, we are going to start pulling them together now that we're on the other side of the graduation. Um, We have a barn. We've talked about possibly doing a cookout at our house once we get some grass growing there. Um, Dude, I wouldn't roast a hog whenever I can go buy that meat that cheap. Well, that's true. That was Um, good. But we're just going to have them out at our house, um, maybe set up a big slip and slide on the, uh, on the Mount, Mount, Mount Matlack. Mount Matlack. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to do that probably here in a couple weeks. That'd be good. Yeah. Just to get them together. And when we realize there's a lot of people camping, uh, once we get to the tail end yeah. of school, our numbers start to drop. Right, right. Because you got people right. out traveling and camping and all that. Yeah, but, we know how that goes. Yeah. But you know, we'll take um all we'll take campers. whoever we can get. <laughs> and right. it it'll be fun. But yeah. yeah. So um I know I had um I, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and we're we're both not involved in this in youth ministry or anything, but both of us used to be and we used to go to CIYs and all that. Are are they still doing those or, or are they since COVID have they all kind of been defunct or they re do, do you know if they're still doing anything like that? They, they are. are. Okay. Yeah. yeah um, I saw they just had their first one for the summer. Oh, okay. 
But they kind of this year they with everything that had been going on, they were kind of tying the the student minister's hands because they were requiring a, you know your down payment, your deposit, but it was non-refundable. If something were to happen and they cancel, even if they canceled their event, you wouldn't get that money back. See, yeah. um, I think um, CIY is good, but I also think they're one of the most difficult organizations to work with. And that, mm-hmm. and I'm going back when I was youth minister, when I stopped being a youth minister in 97 or 8, and I we'd go to CIY every year. I just thought they – I think you're right. I think they've always tied your hands. Yep. I think they've always made life difficult if you had somebody can't, even if somebody had to cancel out because, um, a death in the a family, death in the family they, you wouldn't get refunded. Right. right. You lose your right. money. And, right. and, and, yeah, so. and, and I love how they do it. They, well, your, your down payment becomes a, uh, love offering. Yeah. Is what they call it. You is know? that even right? I mean, that's like, yeah, isn't I, that stealing? Uh, but they can do whatever they want, you know, yeah. um, being they're the just not. They just don't have goggle, or they just don't have a face mask and a hood and a gun to, to take. Right, exactly. Right. exactly. Well, and and you know, COVID really took a lot of that stuff out of the out of play. I think you used to go to summer in the sun, summer in the sun, which is Kentucky I Christian, is, which I think sometimes I think that was better than Snow they do. A, they do a great job with it. Well, and if you remember, I looked into that, and they're not doing it now since right. COVID. So right. I don't know if that's something they're going to start back up. They should. They should. Cedarville did Cedar Mania, which was a one day down and one okay. day back. Okay. It was uh, the students all went to their their students okay. run it. The students went in, and then all the adult leaders. We're in um, Went to the coffee shop workshops. Oh. Well, yeah, probably, but we were in. You know, you would have been in workshops. There's a good uh, coffee shop down downtown Seattle. Like I know, in 2019, I think um, was the last time we did CIY. Correct. That was yes. they were, yes. were they went to Cedarville. Correct. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that was summer of 2019. Correct. So correct. You were. Going down, weren't, yeah. you, weren't you going yeah. down? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's was in the in betweener of you and Derek. So yes, and so you guys were. Kind they of, just had their yes. first child, yeah. so yeah. I would go to work in Delaware. Yeah, leave directly from there and drive to Cedarville, stay with them till midnight or one, drive back home, go to sleep, and then go back to work and do it all over again. I did, that and it's for, a good thing that that was Clint, because as young as he is, because if it would have been me. I couldn't have done that. Like I just can't. I can't do that. I couldn't either. But that seems like that was thirty years ago. It does. It stuff, does. A lot of stuff's gone on since. It a lot. does. A lot. Yeah. And not just COVID, but I mean just a lot. Well, a and lot. and if you remember, we used to take them to. Um, was it Believe? Yeah, that's and that's CIY. That's for middle school students. And that's okay. one of the things. And that was the overnight out and back trip. But that's one of the things that CIY has done as well. Is, and the thing that's. Stunk about that was the closest one that we could get to was Anderson, Indiana. Yeah. That now it was close. fun because it was a road trip, but you know, it had a hotel like stay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If you call that fun, okay. You know, but they, CIY has even dropped that because now what they want you to do is they have CIY move, which is for high schoolers and they have CIY mix, which is for middle schoolers. It's a and and everything is now a five day event, right, right? You know, really. So if you're wanting to take middle schoolers, I think that's their first week. Wow. You have a week, and then they bring in the high schoolers for move, and it's another week. Oh wow! And the cost 
drastically shoots up oh because my. you're staying on campus. They're feeding them. And I mean, wow. don't get me wrong. And, and it the, was a good time. Yeah, and, the food at Cedarville was great, you know, in the, their cafeteria. It was good stuff. Yeah. Plenty and, to choose from. You know, and it's one of those things. Um, mm-hmm. We put the signs up, you know, and I talked to the students. Round Lake, you know. Right. We try to get them to go to Round Lake. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yep. Well, good stuff. I mean, yeah. I can't believe we're at the end of June, and we're going to do two turns, and we're going to be right back into fall. Yes. And then we're yep. going to be right back into... Hey, I've got a trip to the beach coming up. Let's not push it. Let's slow down. i got a trip to Tennessee coming up, so I don't want to push it either. Exactly. But, you know, but anyway. Um, good day yesterday. Pretty good. It was good. It was a good day. A little nice low on attendance. Little... Everybody out camping or something. Uh, I, I guess. don't know what. Probably something. But... Probably something. Yeah. But, a little, uh, uh, little long service but you know it happens was it somebody somebody <laughs> may have went over it a little longer second service than first service that happens on the second service is that what it is you there's have no time more. frame on the te- there's, there's no right we can go as long as we want because yeah, we that's don't like have twilight a, zone time right whatever we did take at that point yeah exactly you know it's just kind of like um yeah, it's like you can you're gonna have to stay because we don't have another service we have to be ready for. So I had this conversation Saturday mm-hmm. at your house, Clint, yep. with the uh, with your guys' buddy and former minister, Matt Matthew Craig. Craig. And we were talking about this. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember exactly what he said, but he was almost like, um, it doesn't really matter what the time is when we stand up to speak because, you know, God is speaking. And, so, yeah. and I agree with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and apparently also your prayers, your pre-ramble, they don't count. It's just all time that's up in no man's land. It just it doesn't count against his time. But your post-rambles do. But but anything yeah. that I say and yes. do will be held against me in the yes. court of law. Yeah. Oh, I know that. Yeah. yeah. I'm <laughs> But he but he also said they they schedule their services what? 75 minutes? minutes. 75. I think 70 or 75 minutes. So we're looking at what an hour and 15? Mhm. That's not bad. No. Yeah. I think that's what we should do too. We need to go an hour and fifteen. I At least so schedule too. that. We don't have to go that. Right. So if we're out in an hour, we're out in an hour. But you know, if we're out an hour and five, we're out. In, yeah. I was. I would like to be out in about an hour and five or ten. Right. I think an hour and five right. or ten is pretty good. Yeah. Because I mean, we literally, when it comes to like worship music stuff. Yeah. And I say that because all of the entire service is worship. But when it comes to the music aspect, um, you know, we've cut back. We only run four songs now. We used to run five. But each song has 12 verses. So. Well, when you sing Hillsong versions, yeah, you're looking at, you know, 10 minutes a song. So <laughs> there's 40 <laughs> minutes there. You preach 40 minutes. We're at 80 minutes. Yeah, it was a little. Uh, we can't even do communion now. Sorry. Actually, I actually thought I would be about 30 yesterday, but it didn't work out that yeah, way. Yeah, you said that. And then I got up. I, I wasn't paying attention. It was, it was a very good sermon. We'll get to that here in a little bit, but wasn't paying attention to the time or anything. I'm, you know, engaged in your message and I get up and you're in the red. I'm like, holy cow. I know. I saw it flick over, and I'm like, "Oh, I've got a few minutes left." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's a 35 minute timer. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah so she you... must have. They must have started that when I during the Father's Day video. Whatever you need to tell yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, but anyway, but yeah, it was a good day yesterday, mm-hmm. and Clint had a rough, um, you know, not a rough day, but a long day on Saturday. But he was here the first service. First service. service. So I was, was yeah. bright eyed and bushy tailed. Absolutely. And then Jerry, you know Jerry. He's back. He's back. He came yeah. up after the se- after the second service. Is Clint here? Because he was going to talk to you about something. I was like, and somebody said, no, he left. And so he he, say, he just turned around and boom, he shot off. Yeah. Like, yeah. There he goes. And yeah. then we actually saw his back. So, you know, as he walked away. Jerry's yeah. back. 
Jerry was just looking for help upstairs. He wanted another volunteer. Did he? He had been having some other guys come up and, you know, kind of shadow him and lead um, the junior church up there, the upper room. And right. he's just wanting to know if mm-hmm. I knew of anybody. So, hey, if there's anybody that uh, wants to help out. Yeah, wants to volunteer. I know that children's ministry is looking for volunteers All as well. Time, right. Um, Brandon worship ministry is always looking for volunteers. So if you can sing, hey, it's you know stream room. We we need more volunteers in the stream room and the sound booth. Yeah, and I can teach you how to do both. It's not technical. If you think, oh well, I couldn't, I could never do that. It's really not that difficult. It's it it's something that can be learned. And I will say, now is a great time. Absolutely a great time. If you think you want to try something. The summertime with attendance not being right. at their peak and, you know, all of that is a great time to get your hands onto something right. and try something out to learn it. Um, the students upstairs are super forgiving. Um, I'm sure in children's ministry too. Um, if you think you want to try your hand at teaching and that's a great time to do it. Exactly. You know, exactly. Yep. But um so good day yesterday. Had a, it was a good day. And the first service was packed, second service not so much. Well, well, I second people, service when we started the countdown song, there was no one in there. Like literally like 8 15 people. people or something. Yeah, yeah 8 was, to 15 people. Yeah. And I'm not exaggerating. On the left side or the right side as you're looking from the stage, you could have landed a Black Hawk at that one point. I was like that is insane. Yeah. So, but then but it uh, did fill in a little bit more. Bit. But the first service we had a uh, we were pretty well packed in there and Did you say so, 120? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that it is was packed. really packed in there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's amazing. Which means there was no one here second service. Hardly, if that's the case, hardly at all. But um, yeah, you know how that goes. But. but it was a good day. I mean, I felt like even second service for the most part, people were engaged and mm-hmm. and responsive, and so that's good. Yep. But um, you know, we we we've got a couple more weeks of actually, we got one more week of grit. Yesterday, uh, we talked about um, you know, kind of reminded everybody what grit means. Um, and it just basically means, you know, firmness of character, indomitable spirit, which means it's impossible to subdue or defeat. And, and I think uh, a gritful spirit is something that we we definitely need in this day and age. And I think we've always needed it, but I think it's especially you know prevalent now to where you know we we have to we have to show that we're going to endure. I, it, it makes no sense not to dig in and to stand our ground. Um, right. I'm not saying you have to f- shove your way, but I'm saying you have to dig in. Mm-hmm. You got to stand your ground, and that's where it means you're not going to be you're not going to be moved, no matter what happens. So your roots are going to go down pretty quick and mm-hmm. pretty deep. So um, it's it's um, I think it's a decision you have to make. It is. It's a decision it you have to make. You know. Are you awake? Mm-hmm. Okay. I say that that look. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't have the slides. You don't, right? do you? That's no, crazy. I I, we should have given that. To I'll you. email it to you after this. Um, okay. I, I liked this this quote that you started off with yesterday as well from Angela Duckworth. You didn't mention that, did you? Already? No. Okay. You just gave what grit means. Um, she said, "Grit is perseverance and passion for long term goals." You know, and that's the thing. It's like we have to have grit for right now, but it's also mm-hmm. it's also for for long term. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's something that it just doesn't. Um, you know, it, it's something that we have to you know, be consistent with exactly. every single day. And, that, and that's the thing. I think that's a really good point because when you think about it, any, uh, pretty much since August of 2020, that's what I have been focused on. I've been for, focused on, 
um, anybody who listens to, you know, what we've been saying that, you know, we're, we're focused on the long term. We're, we're focused on eternity, but we're focused on what might come mm-hmm. and what the world is going to throw at us. Because in March of 2020, we had no idea what was going to happen and how we, you know, I mean, think about it. Here, here we're sitting here. They're like, we got to get a vaccination. Got to get a vaccination. Got to get a vaccination. But you're not. Well, be before forced. that, but you know, March of 2020, we were more worried about: Am I going? Am I going to have toilet paper when I go to the bathroom? This is true. I remember that because it was my birthday, and you and gave, I gave me a roll of toilet, toilet paper. paper. Did you use it right? <laughs> so, but then they started in the vaccination. People were worried about this vaccination, right. and they're like, you, you know, people are like, it's too quick. It's too quick. You know, you don't, you won't be forced to take the vaccination. Then they were mandatory that, mm-hmm. and and I actually said that. When they come up with a vaccination, you can go back and listen to any of the, a couple of those sermons. They're good. You're going to be forced to take it. And people, I, I and I, you wouldn't believe the emails and the stuff that I had. You're 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 wrong. I was right. And this is what I've been saying. The grit is determination that you're going to you're going to have a long term goal that you're not going to be wavered. You're not going to be hoodwinked by the world. You're not going to be hoodwinked by the message. And I don't care what it is, what it is. We can't be hoodwinked. You got to stay on the path of what God wants you to do. And um. Colossians 1, 11 says, we also pray that you will be strengthened with all of his glorious power so you will have, and I love this part, all the endurance and the patience that you need. That's gripful right there. Mm-hmm. That is very gripful. Um, so I, I just feel like that, you know, grit's what's inside of you. It's how you think. It's how you process things. It's what happens like when, when the world gets turned upside down, how are you going to react? Are you gritty? Are you going to tuck? Are you going to run and hide? Are you just going to go along to get along? And, um, so I think it's important that we, you know, it's a decision you have to make. It's it who is. you are actually. It is. So, yep. Yeah. And I, and I like that, you know, that they said they put those two words together. You know, so that you will have all the endurance and patience that you exactly. need. Just because you're patient doesn't mean that you're rolling over. Yep. Um, but, you know, in today's day and age, we need that patience mm-hmm. sometimes. And, you know, and, and, and I know that somebody listened to me and they didn't know who I was. They, they would think, man, this guy is hard nosed against the church. And, and I am. And I, but I'm but I'm compassionate, but I'm also not compassionate toward the church because I feel like we've dropped the ball. Right. I feel like since like the early '60s, the church has dropped the ball. We didn't take the game seriously as they took it as the opponent, and so now we're kind of we're we're kind of lagging behind. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that God isn't greater because God is greater, but we also have a responsibility that we haven't been able to stand up to. Right, we've gone along to get along. Can't you know take prayer out of school. I'm sure, I mean, I've read stuff where people got lit up, mad about it for a couple months, and then it fizzled out. Yeah. We went back, well, okay, well, that's just that. And then something else comes along, and something else comes along, and then something else, and pretty soon we've got this bucket and this horrible mountain of stuff that is over top of us, and we're like, how did this happen? Well, it's it's been happening for the last almost 55 years. Right. So, um, so yeah, the church has kind of been weak. We've been weak-minded. Uh, we've let let the culture do uh, whatever they wanted to do. So Psalm 31 verse 24 is something that I, I, I've read a lot and I've used it a lot since March of 2020. And it says, so be strong and courageous, um, all you who put your hope in the Lord. Hmm. If your hope is in the Lord, you got to be strong and courageous. If your hope is actually in the Lord, you're not going to be weak. You're not going to be afraid. I'm not saying you're going to be not going to be afraid. You will be. I mean, all of us get all of us are afraid, correct? Mm-hmm. We all have anxiety at times. Yeah. But is that where I'm going to live? Right. No, because right. my hopes in God is not in 
not in what I see taking place. Exactly. Me, so. You know, and I think it's a great point. You know, you're talking about the church and, and how the church is just kind of, um, I mean, literally you didn't say this, but you know, the picture, the, the image that I get is, you know, we just kind of sit on our hands. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that mm-hmm. goes way past 1960. Mm-hmm. You know, I look back and, and we've been watching the chosen. We right. talked about that quite a bit. Um, we finished up season two last night. So it's like, okay, great. Now what? Right. Um, now, now we wait. They're, they're filming right now. For now season we wait. Three. Yeah. Um, it's like, come on, hurry up. But, um, but you know, you look at the Pharisees and, and I think they've pegged the Pharisees perfect. Oh, know? yeah. But the Pharisees were all about their image and they were all about making themselves look good. And, right. And, and how often do we do that as Christians today? Right. It, it's not as much about what we do as much as it is about how we look. It's right. It's like, well, right. We've become pharisaical ourselves. Yeah. And right. I'm guilty of that. Right. Um, but the church especially is guilty of that. It's like, well, we're going to be here and you've talked, you talked about it, I think, you know, last week or the week before where you said, you know, we get under the impression that people have to come to us. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, go into all the world. Right. You know, it's like, well, you know, come, come to us where Mm -hmm. we're comfortable, where we're, where we feel safe. And, and, and so I I think that, you know, yes, the church has kind of rolled over Mm -hmm. beginning around 1960-ish, but I think it goes back. You just see that. It's always that been cycle. There. Yeah. It's been there. You know, you see the Pharisees and, and we we're quick to judge the Pharisees, but how often are we the Pharisees? You know, how often do we need to do what you know, what Jesus told the Pharisees to do and wash the inside of the cup mm-hmm. and the outside will then mm-hmm. be clean as well. You know, it's all about the heart. Exactly. And, and if you think about the church and just hang with me for a second, you guys can agree or disagree with me, but if you think about the church, we have all these things that have taken place and all these like big things that we know that are sins and they've been taken away. Mm-hmm. And and then all of a sudden in the late 90s and the early 2000s, the church actually had a switch and they went to this seeker sensitive right. mentality. And I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. I fell into it too at the beginning. And then all of a sudden I thought, started thinking, what are we doing? Right. What's going on here? Because as the more we got into it and the more I started listening, I started listening. You ever heard of the emergent church and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, and all that? I mean, you talk about a bunch of false prophets and you talk about a bunch of, um, heretics that try to take you away from God. These guys are as bad as false prophet as I've ever seen. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, cause those are the guys that were in, are part of that. They've taken the idea of reaching people that don't know Christ, but they went overboard, and it was actually a watering down of messages, right. of songs, of scriptures, yep. of genders, of mm-hmm. everything else. And so, honestly, since the late 90s, like 97, 98, 99 to today, and this is not a long time, but it's enough. We have a couple, we have a generation that has been raised on that mentality right. in the right. church. Right. And so, there's no wonder we're not taking a stand. It's no wonder we're not doing that. And, you know, because some of these people who have kids now who are your age, mm-hmm. well, how old were you in, say, 1997 or 8? I mean, you were 12, 13 12, years old. 13. And if somebody was born in 92, 95, mm-hmm. 97, 99, well, this is what they've grown up with. Right. They've grown up with and they're listening to the people, even though they may not go to an emergent church or, mm-hmm. or a uh, seeker-sensitive church. Right. But that message is everywhere. Right. There's books about it. That you can listen to sermons. And it's just the sermons are are dreadful. Mm-hmm. Of what that's like. And what happens in the middle of that is we become, we became so seeker sensitive and become, we were not gritty at all. Right. And it's because we wanted to include, we wanted people to like us is what we wanted. We didn't want to be, we didn't want them to judge us and we wanted them to feel like that they could come in and do and take part and there were no different, but we are. 
Mm-hmm. The thing about it is, is the difference between me and you, if you're living in sin, you're not a Christian. I've been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ and you haven't. So right. how do we do that if we're all the yes. same and it's all watered down? Right. So we lost our grit in the middle of that. And it, well, I think you even kind of addressed it yesterday. Sports. Everybody gets a trophy. Everybody uh-huh. gets a pizza party. <laughs> I love you know, that. you're fine. You're fine. You know, in your faith walk, it can, has kind of been treated the same way. Right. At, That's a good point. Yeah. Right. At certain churches, mm-hmm. you know, they can take a stance and say, well, yeah, this is sin, but it's okay or it's not. Right. You know? Right. I mean, where it's, it's become gray. Well, and, and here's, here's the message that they're preaching, you know, these secret sensitive churches. The message that they're preaching is, is come as you are, which I have no problem I with that either. message. I don't either. But, but they, the message is come as you are and God loves you as you are. Exactly. Well, the truth is, is that come as you are, God can transform you and God can change you into a new person. That's what the Bible tells us is that, you know, we, you know, second Corinthians 517, if you're in Christ, you're a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. And that's what we're called to. God wants us to come as we are, but he also wants us to acknowledge what you said. Acknowledge our brokenness, acknowledge our sins, realize that, oh, I, that, that's sin. I have to fight against that versus someone who just willfully lives in sin and says, well, God's going to love me no matter what. Right. You know, and, and right. we, you and I have talked about that. There, you know, that idea of unconditional love. Well, there is a condition. Right. There, there is a yes. condition. There is a, there, there is a condition. And God, I believe God does love us, mm-hmm. but I believe that you're right. There's a condition. It's kind of like your, your kids. You know what I mean? You, um, you know, it could be me for Dustin or you for Nate and you for Christian or right. whatever. And, you know, you could set out and be like, okay, Nate, um, you know, here's the rules. Here's what you're supposed to do. I know you're 18 years old, but you're still living in my house. You know, I love you, but you can't do this. You can't bring a bunch of friends over when we're gone and, you know, have a party and all that. And if you do that, here are the consequences. Yeah. If you ever do that, mm-hmm. uh, you're either going to be kicked out. You're going to be grounded. I don't care if you're 18. You're not, you're not gonna be able to do this as long as you're living in this house. Perfect. I understand dad. Awesome. You and Christy go away for four days. And you come back and your tables are turned over, your grass is burnt up, your, your, uh, couches are a mess, the house is just in disarray, the barn has, the new barn has holes in the walls. You're not gonna be like, oh, you know what, it's okay, Nate, I love you unconditionally, come here, let me just give you my hugs and my loves. Right. You do love him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Unconditionally. Yes. But there is a penalty for what he just did. Yeah, because right. you, you solely laid out the rules to him and now guess what? He's gotta pay for it. Yep. Yes. And, Yes, I always love him, and we will get through that portion and be back to the way we were. Maybe. It's, Maybe. Right? <laughs> but that's the way it is with God. He loves us unconditionally, right. but there are those things that we do, the sin in our lives. There's consequences for it. What does he ask us yeah. to do? It, it, if it – repentance. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to – Repent of those sins. Right. Right. You know, yep. there is a process there. Mm-hmm. There is something there that we ha- are called to do. Exactly. And you you're, know? you're 100% right because there is that, the, the, the repentance of our sin. And the beauty of that is, is I'm never going to be perfect. I'm never going to be <clears throat> truly what I really want to be. 
So that's where the that's where the grace and the mercy of God is. It doesn't give me permission to just continue willfully sin, but it does. His grace continues to cover me as I sin. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's not that I'm continually to do that, um, but you know, let's admit it. We're all going to sin. I'm going to speak out a turn. I'm going to think something. I'm going to. And that's right. why we have the term repentance. Exactly. It would have never been in the Bible, exactly. right? Exactly. So, you know, just to give a blanket cover, like, hey, everybody's okay, and um, and so we, you, you take all of that. And this is where the church has become weak. I know we kind of spent a few minutes on that, right. but you know, you start looking at the breakdown of America and then, then the breakdown of the church through, through America with like things like abortion and you know, the LGBTQ and gay marriage and pride and da 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 da. And we even have Christians now that are supporting that. You go right. on Facebook or Twitter and they've got the rainbow flag in their thing and all that. It's the most, I, I don't understand it. Call That's yourself a, 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 here's my point. If you believe that God's word is true from cover to cover and you are a Christian and you've got that on your um on your page and you support that you're you're supporting people going to hell. Right. How can right. you do that? How can you do that and not be alarmed? That that makes zero chance and zero sense to me whatsoever. So right. and this is the breakdown of the church. So and now here we are. Mm-hmm. I mean now here we are and um you know it becomes a cafeteria type faith. Well, I'll take this, but I don't want to take that. Exactly. exactly. You know. Yeah. yeah. You got to take everything, yeah. whether I want to or not. Right. You think I like every aspect of God's word? No, I don't. Can right. I be honest with you? I don't like it. I don't like what it tells me. I got. I don't. I don't like how it works in my life. I do. I don't like how it works in my life when I know I should change something and it's convicting me. Consider it pure joy, dear brothers and sisters, when you face trials. Oh, be quiet. <laughs> be quiet, Bieber. <laughs> That's one of your favorite verses, isn't no, it? No, it is not. All right. I, I like what you, you know, you kind of get us back on track here a little bit. You know, it's really, we can talk a good talk. Um, you know, we can say all the right things. This kind of gets us back to that idea of the Pharisees. Exactly. The Pharisees said all the right things. But then they also made all of these man-made laws that mm-hmm. really, you know, handcuffed the the people. I hate that. And Ugh. um, but yeah. you gave this. You know, it, it's it's really about your what? It's about your actions. Exactly. You know, and you've heard that actions speak louder than words. Which you know, how true is that? What? <laughs> do you think actions speak louder? I do think okay. that. Douglas MacArthur said, "Talk is cheap." But actions are priceless. He's right. Yeah, he is. And You're laughing and, over. There. And so you know that's 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 really and to to steal a term from a previous sermon series, that's where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. That was a sermon series. We You're can right. say all the right things. We can read our Bible. We can know our Bible. But until we do it, and you talked about that, we we had our sermon series what a year ago in July, fighting for joy, right? Uh, James. Oh, through James. Yeah. That was a different sermon series. Yeah. Fighting for Joy was a different sermon yeah. series. James was, yeah. We went through James, and and your big takeaway from James is know the word and do the word, and do the word, mm-hmm. and that's really what it is. It's we can know the Bible, we can read through the Bible all we want, and we can be the smartest per the smartest theologian out there, but until we take and put it into practice, mm-hmm. and our actions mm-hmm. show that we are implementing exactly. what God exactly. is telling us to do, then our talk is cheap. 
Exactly. And that's 100% right. Talk is cheap. I mean, because actions have a price. Once you start to act, it has a price. I'm going to skip down here to, and, and that's where, you know, we get to the point of Matthew 5 verses 14 through 16. And, and I think this is a, a great reminder, uh, to all of us who are Christians that you're the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop cannot be hidden. Uh, no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everybody in the house. In the same way, let your good Good deeds shine out for all to see so that you will what? Praise your heavenly father. Everything we do is yes. to shine the light of Christ and it's to praise God and, and he gets the glory. Not that I'm seen, not that you're seen, not that you're seen, but it's to praise God. Exactly. So whether I'm preaching, it's to praise God. Whether you're leading, it's yep. to praise God. Whether you're up front and doing youth group, it's it's to praise God. Yeah. It's not about you. It's not about getting patted on the back. It's about Absolutely. leading people to Jesus Christ and allowing them to see the glory of God. And, and that goes, you know, kind of the flip side of that is even when we're by ourselves, Right. You know, when no one's around us, right. what we do, what we think, what we say is to praise God. You um, you gave a really good analogy yesterday, too. I'm going to back up just a couple slides. Right. Um, and you showed a fireplace. Mm, okay. And I love the, you know, I, I like to do that sometimes. Now I've got a wood stove in my house. Right. I'll send you pictures every now and then. Oh, I do and you're like, like your man, wood that, stove. You're like, that looks cozy. Right. That's like watching the TV. It is. For me. But <laughs> you said, you know, you can bring the TV up and you can bring fire and, and they even have it. You go to YouTube and you can hear the crackling of it yeah. and it looks nice. It's, it gives you the ambience, but there's no heat. No heat off of it. There's no heat off of it. And it's so much different when you actually sit in front of a, an actual fire. Right. And, and then you read this from, from Luke three sixteen, and this is John the Baptist. Yep. John answered their question by saying, I baptize you with water, but someone is coming soon who is greater than I, so much greater than I'm not, that I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Right. And, and, you know, that, that idea of just, you know, Jesus baptizing with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And you look at that, that imagery of fire and it was used, um, you know, in, in so many powerful ways. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Holy Spirit came upon the, you know, the disciples the day of Pentecost and, and it ascended on their shoulders, mm-hmm. descended onto their shoulders, you know, looking like tongues of fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the thing. We've, we've got to allow, you know, God to, baptize us with fire we have to have his fire you know inside of us to have that grit to be able to you know to burn for him so to say right what would Uh, that look like seriously what would that look like if people really allowed the holy spirit's fire to burn within them seriously what would that look like do you know because I think we, I think we're limit. I think we limit the Holy Spirit. I, I agree completely. I think I limit the Holy Spirit mm-hmm, because absolutely. of who I am. Mm-hmm. I think I put the reins on Him. But what if I just open myself up and say, "Holy Spirit, come in me and do whatever it is." What would that look? Would that would that make me look crazy? Would that make me? Well, you look at like talk, a John the Baptist. Would you look? Yeah, I would love you what they be call like him John the Chosen. Ba- crazy, crazy John. John. <laughs> so would we look like that? Where he's like that? Maybe that's what maybe, it is. Maybe. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's why we're in the condition we're in. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's, maybe not very many people have been baptized by the fire of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Maybe John and a few handful of others right. throughout history, they've allowed themselves to be like that. Right. Cause most Christians would look at probably John the Baptist, even the Apostle Paul, mm-hmm. any of the disciples. Yep. And if you actually knew those guys, you would say, I don't like them. They're crazy. Right. We, we would term, we would try to put them in a hole to make us feel better about ourselves because of that. Right. And I hate that. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I love John the Baptist. Yeah, for sure. That's Absolutely. my hero. Well, and I think the other part of that too, 
if you have that fire inside of you, fire right. also creates light. That's that light that you yep, shine. Exactly. exactly. And it's powerful. It is. Yep. And, and I think what it is is that, um, you know, we, we talked about, you know, talk is cheap, actions are priceless. And then I talked a little bit about intentions where people are like, I have good intentions. Um, I, you know, I, I want to do this. And this, I have a quote. Uh, by Henry Blackaby. Actually, I threw this in at the very last minute because I found it by accident. I was looking for another quote by him at, to put in, and I thought this right. is really good. It is it? good. And so it's, um, he says, intentions are nothing. Actions are everything. You can say that you're going to follow God and do what he says. And I love this part. But until you get off the spiritual couch and do something, it's just all talk. Hmm. I love that picture of getting up off the spiritual couch. That is a good picture. That is very good. What are you looking at? That's that's Clint's that's Clint's catchphrase. That's his imagery. The spiritual couch. Because not only do you have to get off the spiritual couch, sometimes you have to get, off, to get the, off the physical you couch. Have to physically get off the physical couch. Well, that's true. And I did that about ten years ago this year. Really? Yep. And I walked through the doors here at RCC, and the rest is history. Is and my life was absolutely. Absolutely changed. Yep. And my family's life was absolutely changed. And as I watch my family, whenever we place God at the center of our marriage and all of that, everything yeah. changed. So that popped up and I was like, right. The couch. Mm-hmm. So what the made couch. you, what made you do that in a nutshell to come to just get off the physical couch and walk in? Um, like with God, it would been, it would have been an encounter. Um, but I didn't like who I was becoming. You know, I grew up in the church. I knew all about that. Right. Um, but then I had kind of stepped away, I would say for a couple of years. Um, your family was going to church every Sunday without you. My family was going to church without me. Um, I just felt like I had put a whole bunch of walls up around me. You know, sometimes we can say, like you had said, we can put God in a box, but sometimes we can wall ourselves off. Right. So, you know, um, when I walked through this door, I came here by myself in the beginning, and I'm very open about saying this, I wanted to check a box. It was all about coming to church. I wanted to check a box, um, but I didn't want to get attached to anybody. Right. I think I've even said I didn't want to love anybody. How'd that work out for you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it it didn't. Um, and it did. It literally, from the moment I got here at RCC, and I, and I know that I, I heard you say this, but I can't remember whether it was even today or yesterday, um, power in the scripture, you know, power in just hearing God's word. Um, and just, it changed me and it, you know, Christy was going to a different church at the mm -hmm. time I was coming here. I had to find my place. Mm -hmm. Um, Christy came here. She was changed. She went on to get, baptized mm -hmm, here mm -hmm. um i baptized both of my own kids here 
You know, I watched Nathan um, grow up and now go out into the world. Right. Um, So he started his job this week and he's like, Dad, I need an IM second bracelet to wear to work. You know, that's all. Um, But just to see how when we place Christ at the center. Exactly. But what did it take? Right. I had to get off the couch. You know, and here we are. If you'd have told me 10 years ago that I would be student minister here, I'd have probably walked back out the door. Um, but right. I love people. I love kids. I love, um, I just love how God can put that fire inside of you. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and change you. Um, and change your family. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing that you're going through that you can't, you know, it's, it's like we were talking earlier. Yeah. There are those bad things, but you can get back to God. Mm-hmm. You exactly. can get back to God. You just have to, what was it? Um, 80% of success is showing up. Mm-hmm. Mr. Sam Walton and Clint you know. Right. Exactly. Right. Well, you know, um, you're right because, um, you, you do have to get off the, both the physical and spiritual couch and you, you do have to start listening, um, to God. And, um, I remember hearing a guy speak one time and I, I don't know who this is and I can't even remember his name and I feel bad about this. I was in Cincinnati. It's been about 20 years ago and I went to this, uh, just day, day conference with a, uh, with a couple other guys and this guy had been in prison for about 12 years he had embezzled money he did a couple other things so he had to serve a 12-year sentence and um he got out a little early maybe eight or ten months prior to that so it was just under 12 years that he served and um he said that he talked about god's word being living and active and he talked about god's word going out and it doesn't just go out on deaf ears Mm -hmm. he said no matter what you think because he said um his grandmother had a favorite scripture and i can't remember what the scripture was she quoted it every day quoted it to him it was on a plaque in her living room. It was on a sign on her on her refrigerator, and it was on a plaque in the bathroom. Everywhere you went, he said, the scripture was in my grandmother's house. And he said, all of a sudden, one day, he said, I was in prison, and I was sitting in a chair and in a, in a room to where people could visit. I had no visitors that day. I was supposed to, and that's why I was there, but they didn't show up. The person next to me had come to visit, and he said, and guess what scripture he was reading to the person who was in front of him? scripture that my grandmother Mm, did he said a whole new era kicked in of scripture and he said i broke down and started crying i asked to go back to my room and he said when i got to my room i I, he said i immediately got down on my knees and thank god that he's allowed me to go through what i'm going through so i could finally once and for all be able to come back to him Mm. and he said right then and there I got things right with God. And he said, I've been right with God ever since that. Now that that, he said was 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. So that's been like a 20, to you know that's crazy and and i and i always think of that i'm always like god's word is just he hears he's heard this verse forever from his grandmother and then all of a sudden boom the spirit used it and punched him and it wouldn't get his attention until almost what almost eight or ten months prior for him getting to be released he heard that and got that thing straightened out and and i and And i I love it was on fire Mm mm-hmm Exactly. And he was on fire the day I saw him too, yeah. man. Yeah. The guy was rocking and rolling how, how much God means to him and how, you know, 
the difference in his life and what God has done. From one moment, he said, to the next. Yeah. He said he felt the the, the blood of Christ and the redemption of Jesus mm. flow over top of him because he said, mm-hmm. he, without a shadow of a doubt, he said, that is real. Right. That is real. He said, it's something you can't fake. Yeah. And um, you, you talked yesterday, too, um, about intentions. Right. You know, and we can say that, well, well, I had the best intentions, and it reminded me of that old country song, you know, it was only for the best of intentions or right. something, I think. But, um, you know, you asked this question, what is one thing that intentions ever did? You know, we can have, Clint could have had good intentions of saying, yeah, I'll, I'll get off the couch eventually, I'll go right. to church eventually. You exactly. Know, last week, I talked about remember during the podcast, and, and there was a lot that went in if you listen to the podcast regularly, and, you know, you're Kevin Beal, who as soon as it posts, you're ready for it, and right. and so when it doesn't post at noon, you're like, where's it at? Exactly. Um, there's a lot kind of behind the scenes that you don't know that goes on every week, and last week, I had some computer issues, but if you remember in the podcast, um, last week, I told you, I said, I was going to get up and run this morning, and I was just too lazy, and I didn't. I had good intentions. I had decided the night before I was going to get up and run, right? Mm-hmm. But the intentions did me no good when I didn't follow through. Right, right, right. right. You have to be intentional. Oh, yeah. And, um, and so we did, we did end up having some computer issues and we're, we're ha- I was having issues getting the podcast loaded so I could edit it and then upload it. And so I went home, took my computer home, thought, well, maybe change the scenery will help the computer. Right. I tried anything I could and I just let it go. <laughs> and it was like, okay, this is still giving me the spinning wheel of death. I'm going for a run. And so I actually just was like, okay, let's do it. But, you know, your intentions are only good until you put that into action. Exactly, 100%. Um, you read Ezra 10.4, which says, Get up, for it is your duty to tell us how to proceed in setting things straight. We are behind you, so be strong and take action. And, and you know, just this idea of just continuing this idea of mm-hmm. living with grit. Exactly. You've know, you got to get up. You've got to take you action. You've got to take action. You've got to be ready to move. And follow God's leading. You have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. Well, I love following that up with that. It was Romans 2.13. Mm-hmm, yep. Merely listening to the law doesn't make us right with God. Obeying is what makes us right in his sight. James one do Don't just listen to God's word. You must what? Do what it says. Know, know the, the word. word do do the, the word. Um, otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. And, um, and I think it's so important to realize that, you know, those two things go hand in hand. Know it and do it. Know it and do it. And if we're not knowing it and doing it, I mean, you can do it, right? But what does it mean, right? And you can know it. And if you're not going to do it, what does it mean? It's 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 that one of those lines that you can't see, but they cl- and it, but it clicks so well together. Yep. And then when you are totally bought by God in your heart, you know what it means. Mm-hmm. And it's really sometimes hard to put into mm-hmm. into um, you know a description. Yeah. You know, one of the things that you had set up there too, um, that kind of goes along with this and getting up off the couch. We have our live stream. Mm-hmm. Would the same trans trans transformation in me happen had I just sat on the couch and watched? Because you, you addressed that. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, you addressed yeah. that a little bit. I personally don't think it would right. have. I think I needed to be here mm-hmm. surrounded well, and, and Craig mentioned that yesterday. Yes. It's, you know, the fellowship, the relationships, right. being with the body of Christ, encouraging each other, building each other up, right. being there when, when we're at our low, being right. there and celebrating with someone when they're at their high. Right. Yes. That's what, that's what we're here for. Because yeah. I will the, tell you that even though I was sitting on the couch, I was still, I would, I would look at Christy and I'd say, 
I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. I, I know Jesus. I, you know, I'm good. Yeah. But it wasn't until I put it into right. action. Exactly. And yep. actually got up because it, it's that whole ready yeah. and fire. The couch, the, the couch that you were sitting on, was it a different couch than you have now? You have that kind of that sectional couch, right? That no, it would have been, it, it was it that, that one? Yeah. Well, yeah. Now it you understand. No, let me ask, yes. let me tell you something. Um, it took everything I had to get off that couch. <laughs> uh, and I'm not saying in a bad way, in a good way. He has this couch that it's kind of a, it's like, like a, a leather horse. sectional. And I sat right in where it, in the corner, in the corner. And like, it's I feel like my legs are pretty long. I got like, my inseam is 36. So I right. feel like they're pretty long. It's my, cozy. I felt yeah. like I was a three year old sitting on that couch. Like, yeah. dude, my, like my ankles just hit the, hit the opening and I felt, I had my arms back. I had my legs sprawled out. Yeah. I thought he was going to fall asleep. Oh, it was wonderful. And then when it come time where, you know, your wife's like, Hey, everybody outside. I was like, Oh, you're kidding me. And man, I had to try to, it took me three tries to get off that couch. So if you, if that's the couch you yeah. got off of, I'm surprised yeah, yes. you got off. Yeah. I just heard, uh, now I'm envisioning Christy being Mr. Grouper from, uh, um, Bubble Guppies outside. Outside, outside, everybody outside. Yeah, line wanna, up, everybody, line up, line up. When she's like, everybody out, I wanted to say every party has a pooper, and we <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and you know what? What Clint was saying, you know, the live stream is a great tool. Right, right. It right. is a great tool. If you're sick, if you're not able to be here for, if you're on vacation, I remember last year. Oh well, we went down for spring break to Florida, and and it was a great opportunity. We we were still be able to be connected. To, to you know, to follow through in yeah. with the sermon series that we were going, so we didn't kind of miss a beat right. there, um, and and we were able to continue to worship, and and so it's a great tool, but we can't use it as a crutch. No. It would not have changed me, because what changed me was the body relationships, right. the relationships, the people that poured into me, the connections mm-hmm. that I made, the people that I ended up loving, right? Uh, that actually loved me back, right. you know, that mentored me and all of that. It would not have happened, you know. Well, you know, it's like going to a baseball game. It's like uh, if you're going to a baseball game, watching it on television is one thing, but actually being there right. is another thing because mm-hmm. when you're watching on television, you're only seeing what they want you to see. Right. So you see the pitcher, the catcher, and the batter, and if you – you know, sometimes they'll show other things, but when you're at a game – you're watching that, but you're also watching other things too. And I remember being a kid, we had binoculars, you know, you're sitting in at Riverfront Stadium and, um, you're looking out and in between pitches or, you know, a manager's visit to the mound or, you know, Johnny Bench is going to the mound to talk to Don Gallet and you're taking your binoculars and you're looking out in center field at like Cesar Geronimo and he's out there. He's got a small finger in his mouth and he's biting his finger off. You, you don't see any of that when on television. They don't right. show you any of that stuff. So there's a whole nother <laughs> world there. So when you go to church and I, I know this is probably a stretch but when you go to church it's another whole world i mean mm-hmm. the spirit is here now i'm sure you can feel the yeah. spirit in television right but not like you can when you're here it's a whole different ball game yeah. when you're here it's yep. a whole different look it's a whole different feel and it's and it's god moving mm-hmm. it's god yes 100 percent. Mm-hmm. you you talked about the baseball game i was mowing the other night and i was listening to the braves game and and this is something that they don't show anymore, but the announcer was like, oh, and we've got a visitor on the field, and he's running through center field wow. and being chased by security guards. <laughs> it's like you've they don't show kidding. that. They don't give glory. That's they don't glorify funny. those guys See, that's anymore. That's the fun part of the baseball right? game right there. Yeah. Man, when somebody and, jumps out of the stands. And, and that's, you know, being there, it's, it's exciting. I've never seen that. Now, I have been at a baseball game where there was a pretty, pretty sick fight. That was, that was pretty 
pretty awesome. Between big, the players? Yeah. Yeah. It was at a Reds game and they oh, got, it was that Cardinals? Big, it was, uh, yeah, Reds Cardinals, big brawl. Um, oh, Johnny Cueto was kicking people. Yeah. Dustin, was, Dustin was the, uh, Bat Boy. Yeah. We were right behind the dugout. It was awesome. Dustin was right in the middle, right in the middle of the fray. So felt like I was at a UFC, UFC event. Right. Yeah. So, um, you have, um, we have this whole thing of that, you know, what God wants us to do and where to take action and mm-hmm. where to, you know, keep doing this. And I, um, and I love the fact that, um, we, um, you know, we've got the opportunity to make that choice. Right. You know, to have grit to, mm-hmm. to, to go down that, to go down that road. Um, and we're right. We're, 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 we're getting close. We're getting to there. So we're getting there. Well, uh, Tony Evans said this. People say, I believe in God. He says, so what? Mm-hmm. The Bible tells us the demons believe in God. The real statement is, do you believe God? And I love that. If you believe God, then you're going to act on his truthful word and do what it says. Right. And that's where, again, where the rubber meets the road. Is exactly. It's one thing to believe. It's one thing to have faith. But then you have to put that faith into action. Exactly. You read James 2.24. You see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. And it, exactly. and it goes hand in hand. You have to have faith. But then if you have faith... You know, God's going to ignite that faith, and, exactly. and you're going to put that into action. Exactly. It reminds me, Rich Mullins had a song, and it was one of his fun songs, but he said in it, he said, it's about as useless as a screen door on a submarine. <laughs> faith without works. You know, is, so faith yeah. without works is useless. Yep. It's just like a screen door on a submarine. Exactly. Um, James two fourteen and 17, it says, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but you don't show by your actions? Can that kind of faith save everyone, anyone? Verse mm-hmm. 17. So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and it is, it is useless. useless. Yeah. Um, I used the analogy yesterday. Anybody ever heard ready, aim, fire? And then I said, anybody ever heard ready, fire, aim? And I told the little story about what I read about in World War II, when they gave them single, gave some of the soldiers single bolt action rifles, and they would be ready, they would be aiming, but they wouldn't pull the trigger because they were too focused. They on were too focused on aiming, right. and those guns are a little wonky anyway. And then they, when they found out that about fifty percent were actually firing, they changed it over and gave them semi-automatic weapons or automatic weapons to where it was more like, right. So it was ready, fire, fire. and then they just went at it. Yeah. So the aim was already there. And so my whole analogy was that is that I think it's time for the church to be ready and just start firing. We've been aiming for years, and some Christians have been going mm-hmm. to church for years and never even fired a shot, never mm-hmm. even done anything in the name of God, never took any action whatsoever in the name in the name of God. And I think it's time for us to to do that to, right. to really start taking a shot, yeah, and sounding in what God wants us to do. But um, I love the. Um, I just, I just love the whole fact that, um, what God calls us to do and what He calls us to do is not easy. No. And no. it's, you have to be gritty. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when, we, when I first started talking about this sermon series, I kept thinking, well, how long can we keep this going? How many times can you reuse the word grit? We use it a lot, actually. Right. Cause I think we need to be reminded of it all the time. I mean, really, I, I don't know. I know I need to be reminded of mm-hmm. it. I know I need to be because you know all of us are human. We yep. we get knocked back a couple pegs, and it happens. It happens. It happens. It happens. And yep. pretty soon you got knocked back so far. You're like, now what do I do? Right. So it's time to you know really time to move forward. Mm-hmm. But um, well, we are getting of time, aren't we? Well, now you're finding out if you can run an hour and fifteen. 
There you go. Exactly. Hey, if we don't uh, get the podcast posted right away, I'm having more computer problems. So there you go. Exactly. Now you gave a couple things though toward the end yesterday, yeah. and they they were really good. And and the first one um, was a statement that you you often hear. Yeah. It's like, well, God understands. You know, God we, understands we we like to camp in the summer, and so God understands. Or yep. you know, hey, I, I like I'm going to watch the live stream, and God understands it. I don't have to be there. Right. Um. Or you know, hey, we've got. We've got baseball this weekend. We've got, I've got to run my kids here. I've got to run my kids there, mm-hmm. but, but it's okay because like Clint said, I'm good. Right. I, right. You know, I, God and I are good. He understands me. And that is, that is a cop out. Exactly. It's, it's nothing else but a cop out because the truth is, is that God has, has formed this, this body, this thing called the church for a reason. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and it's, it's more than, more than twofold, but yeah. you know, it, it is to give him glory, to worship him, to come together as the body, but it is to encourage each other. It is yeah. to learn and to grow. Um, it is to be there. And you talked about that yesterday too, of, you know, we can't be jealous of each other. You no, know, no. so often we don't share our victories. Mm-hmm. We don't share what God's doing in our lives because we feel that, you know, other people are going to look at us and be like, oh, well, why did they get that? Or, right, know, right. But, but man, when, when we feel attacked or something bad happens, we give Satan credit right off the bat. Yeah, we do. And you said that, and I thought, wow, how true is that? Yeah. You know, we we don't always give God credit for the great things in our lives because we're afraid people are going to be judgmental or, right, right. Or, or think that we're just, you know, just kind of flaunting what we've right. got. But the truth is, is that God does bless us. Right. And we have to give him credit. Exactly. Um, and stop giving so much credit to Satan. Exactly. Um, and so... Well, I, I do think that, you know, that statement that I've heard quite a bit, and I know you've heard it too, God understands yeah. me. And I, it, it's almost like I'm getting myself off the hook here. And, it's a cop-out. And I want to just say, so everybody else got to follow the word of God to the letter and the T, but you're, God, God, understands. God gets you more right. than anybody. Right. I just, sometimes I'm just like, you know you're wrong, right? Yeah. God yeah. doesn't get that at all. He loves you, but right. he doesn't get what you're doing yeah. on that. So. Yeah, and then the second thing that you um, you gave kind of as we closed yesterday was more of a statement than anything. And, right. and I thought it was great, especially on Father's Day. You know, as a father, I feel this so much. But our children need to learn how to fail so they can be taught some grit. Right. You know, and we do have to step up and, and, and be there for our kids and, and teach them right from wrong. But it's as hard as it is sometimes, we have to let them mm-hmm. fall. Mm-hmm. We have to let them fail so that it's like, well, exactly. Kennedy yesterday slammed her finger in the door. And we've got pocket doors in our house in the right. upstairs. And I heard something that was like, what was that? Like, I literally thought she fell off the bed onto the wood floor. Oh, wow. Like, that's how hard she shut the door, and it did. It, it cut the inside of her finger where it oh, hit wow. her. Um, and and I, she may do that again, but I'm sure it's going to be a while. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, you, you kind of, you live and you learn. You have to, to go through that. And I, you know, I got her. I put some stuff on her, and I put a Band-Aid on her, but I didn't baby her. It's like, that's what happens. Yeah. You've got to be careful. Mm-hmm. And, and so often today we just coddle our kids and it's like, oh baby, you know, that's, that's not your fault or that, you know, that shouldn't have happened to you. And yeah, that's what happens. Our decisions that we make sometimes cause us trouble. It's sometimes we have consequences to those decisions. And sometimes we have to let our kids fail. Well, that was kind of the thing that when I, I didn't, um, I I just kind of quoted the, the article that I read from Focus on the Mm -hmm. Family from, Mm -hmm. 
a few months ago. I think actually, I think it was like last fall, maybe October, November when I read it. And um, but they just they did say a couple the last couple generations have been coddled way too much mm-hmm. by by family members and parents, yep. and where kids can't pip past flaws, mistakes or yep. failures or flaws. And they went on to say that seven, eight, this is the thing that got me seven, mm-hmm. eight and nine year olds who are suffering from long term depression. It's crazy. Who need counseling and medication. And I know some people kind of chuckle on this. I was like, when I was seven, eight and nine, my biggest worry is Pete Rose is going to get yeah. two hits or three. Right. You know, it's like, that was my biggest, I had no thing in my mind whatsoever about being depressed. There was nothing there right. for me to do that. But um I did have a couple people laugh when I talked about, you know, everybody gets a trophy and, and a and, pizza and party. A pizza and, party and yeah. ice cream and I think I said, how woke is that? Right. Yes. <laughs> I leaned over to Christy and said, he said woke. I heard you. You were sitting <laughs> behind said, me. Woke. You were sitting behind me. You know, but I I love this. And this is you know, you said that the Bible you, you, and you have to correct me, maybe the Bible doesn't say that we should teach. Teach you shouldn't. Uh, the, yeah, the Bible. Um, the Bible doesn't tell us that we. Um, the Bible doesn't tell us that we should raise our kids. Raise. It tells right. us raise. we should train, train our kids. Our kids. Train up a child in the way he should go, and he will. When he is old, he will not depart from it. Proverbs twenty two six. You're training your kids to be godly men and women. So when they're adults, they're going to train their kids to be godly men and women, right? Not these, and, and pardon the, the the pun and the thing, but not these watered down, woke mm-hmm. beta people. I'm just going to say snowflakes. Yep. That have no idea what's going on. I mean, we're talking about right. you're going to raise kids who are gritty in the name of God, who are mm-hmm. going to stand their ground, who are going to be strong and courageous. Yeah, they're going to give in to their weaknesses. They're going to be scared at times, but that's not where they're going to live. Right. They're going to be right. overall. You know what? I believe the Bible from cover to cover. Mm-hmm. And this is this is what I'm this is what I'm going um, to do. Yeah. And you said, you know, when Dustin and Danae were growing up, you didn't care what they were when I did they it. got older. I didn't. You didn't care if they were a doctor, a lawyer, if they had to, um, you know, collect pop cans. You said I did <laughs> um, to be able to pay their mortgage. You know, pay their mortgage. What you care about is when they take their last breath, that they are going to achieve heaven yep. mm-hmm. you know that they are going to to spend eternity with god and you read third john one four i could have no greater joy than to hear that my children are following the truth and as a parent that's that's our goal right you know we and should that train up our yeah right in the gut i had a couple people text me yesterday and one emailed me yesterday and said they needed to hear that because they had been caught up in pushing their kids and not with a thought of what their dying, what their last dying breath is going to be. Mm-hmm. And the person said, I went, as I went home, I went to the bathroom and I cried. Yeah. And I was like, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the most important thing, yeah. you know? You know, um, our last Sunday that we got together with the youth group. Okay. And I didn't realize the impact of doing student ministry with your own kids in it. Mm-hmm. And it, hit me that Nathan that the last time we met was the last time he was going to be a part. Yeah. And, but the, the other good part of that is what it says here. I could have no greater joy than to hear that my children are following the truth. If my kids, if it's that important for me that my kids know that then any of the students that have ever come it's that same way for them. Exactly. Right. I want right. them to know that truth. And, and it's just 
impactful. That just hit me mm-hmm. like a ton of bricks. Good yeah. verse too. It's it's something to put in perspective, I believe, big time. So, um, yeah, I just I. Uh, you know, since it was Father's Day, I thought, well, I'll throw something in. I don't really do that a lot, but I thought, you know, since w- there's so much, so many things to think about, and dads, you know, we we have to be the the leaders of our families spiritually. So you gotta, dads got to get off what the spiritual couch, right? Yeah, exactly. And lead their families. So, but anyway, it's good stuff. And one more week of grit, and we're out of here. And then we're on to the chosen to sermon the chosen. series. I'm I'm excited about that. Yeah. So it's going to be really good. Um, just a note, um, I think it's this coming Sunday night, June 26th. That's this Sunday, right? 5 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall is Taco and Ice Cream Night. Let's talk about it. Huh? Let's talk about it. Let's okay. talk about Jesus. This is for young at heart. I young at heart. Here. 55 and up. I am young at heart, Clint, but you I'm out. Okay. Um, what if you, what if you only feel like you're 35? You're good then. Okay, perfect. But anyway, that's for 55 and up. If you guys need more information, you need to contact Glenn or Lisa Smith at um, rccyah at gmail.com. Correct. I got that right, didn't I? You got it right. Perfect. Look at you go. Uh, Women of Worth is going to meet at Richwood Park in July. Ladies 18 and over can register at richwood.church slash women. And that's going to be a brunch starting at 10 a.m. on Saturday, July 9th. So if you need any questions answered, be be sure to get a, get a hold of us. Another women's event. You ready for this one? Let's go. You want to go? No, I don't know what it is. You want to go to the women's event? Oh, I'm thing. busy. Okay. His Word is a women's Bible study that's uh, studying the book of Isaiah starting on July 18th at 6 p.m. It's going to be at the Ackerman's home. For more information, please register. You ready? Richwood.church forward slash women. Got it. <laughs> And then we've already talked about... And the next item up for bid... Is the Chosen. Is the Chosen. I am looking forward to the Chosen. It's going to be good. I'm looking forward to season three. So Dallas Jenkins, if you're listening, which you're not, um, please hurry up and finish recording and get it out there. So just to let you all know, um, we're going to be taking some turns during the Chosen. Me and uh, Brandon and Todd are going to be switching back and forth during the Chosen for five weeks and um, should be really good. I should have had you speak one week, Clint. That would have been... Good. I think we talked about that. I'm going to be in Arizona. We need to get you up to do like an entire month in a row. No. Just talk about whatever you want to talk about. No. Talk about getting up the spiritual couch. Anybody can ask me about that, and I'll tell them how that changed my life. Because I highly recommend it. If you're anybody listening to it. That's it. Get up off, get off that the couch. couch. Get off the couch. Yep. It'll change your life. Yep. So there's the events that are taking place that we have in hand right now. I'm sure there's other things coming up. Don't forget we have got LifeWise. You can always get more information about that. If you haven't filled out a card or helped out financially or you want to help out financially or if you want to help out by volunteering, uh, just contact the uh, church office and you can talk to Tard, Todd Tard. Tard. <laughs> Todd Norquist. Tard. hope he doesn't hear that. Sorry, Todd. <laughs> but, yeah, you can uh, you can get a hold of the church for that and get you set on your way yep and don't forget i know we just passed it but the second tuesday of every month is our monthly night of prayer in the sanctuary 6 p.m so we still got another month yet but exactly it's always there it's don't always about on it. the table always right on there. the table so. good stuff guys thank you for joining us yeah, hey Clint. no problem thanks. thanks for having me clinton clinton's good i'm gonna go home and take a nap are get you caught up yeah i don't know i might even take another day of vacation tomorrow i don't know you know what 
It's good I, to be it's, you. Isn't it? It's good to be me. It's good mm. to be you. It's good. <laughs> no, but thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Great sermon. I have loved the grit series. Getting grit. I love grits. I haven't had any in a while. No, I really like grits too. I know you do. I I, I, is anybody anybody listening? Do you like grits? I mean, if you've hung here this long, right? Here, give us an email or something. Let us know. Do you like grits or don't you? We, you know what would be yeah, good? What, what? Grits with cheese on it and a Beebs brew. Hey guys, thank you for joining us for grounded. And <laughs> <laughs> there you hey. go. Good job yeah. on music too. Thanks. The music yeah, was really great good. yesterday. Really good. Did you see Christy's post? I did. Yep. She got a little overwhelmed. She got overwhelmed. I think goodness with of the God. weekend. Yep. Yep. She said I was overcome with emotion during church this morning, singing "Goodness of God." God has blessed me in life so immensely, and I give all of the praise. Awesome. Yep. All my life you've been faithful, and all my life you've been so so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Awesome. Yep. And it just. It was the whole weekend with everything for us coming together. That's what happens when you get tired, though. You get a little bit more emotional. I think so. so. I think so. But she did kick me out of that couch spot, though. She, she did. did kick you she out of the couch. Her she even talked outside. about that. Whenever she outside. listens to this, outside. she's going to think that I outside. said something to you. But she's like, I just wanted them to go outside where the party was. The party was inside at that point. Though. I know it, it was. was. It that was. was, it was the rocking. Party. At but now time. I'm going to have to go watch Bubble Guppies because I've got that song from Mr. <laughs> Grouper stuck in my head. And here in a little bit, it'll be like, it's time for lunch. It's time for lunch. It's time for lunch. Hey, wow. what's for lunch? No, thanks. It was great. Yeah, Perfect. it was good. Yep. So. Yes, sir. Well, you point, he's pointing at me. Not next weekend. The weekend at, week after, we won't be recording Grounded on. Correct. That's on July, July the 4th. And that probably will not come till sometime midweek. Either that or we'll just take a week off. Oh, man. Kevin? Kevin. (laughs) Kevin and Wyatt. Just You you have to go back and listen to another episode. So what you could do, you're at an hour and 19 minutes. You could just cut this in half and just say, hey. Pick up. Pick up the second half. We could do that. Yeah. Everybody would be like, oh. We could record two that. The week before, we and could pump do that. It out later. We could do that. We maybe do that. Maybe we'll do we'll that. We'll surprise you. Maybe we'll, we'll surprise see. You. We'll surprise. Pray you. about it really hard, <laughs> and come that, to church. And come to church. Get off the couch and come to church and tell him face to face. I will tell you that this coming Sunday we're gonna. <laughs> this coming Sunday it's gonna we're gonna end up the series on grip, but we're gonna talk about a subject that's just a crazy subject in the Bible. It's just one of the craziest passages that I've ever read that's in the Bible, and I'm not gonna tell you what it is right now. I just want you to show up and listen to it. It's absolutely nuts. Wow. So, mm-hmm. On that cliffhanger, thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. Thank you, gentlemen, for being here. Clinton, have a great day. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a good one. Bye.